Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to KCBS In-Depth. Really, in order to find quality care, you often have to be on a wait list that's months long. The people, places, and issues the Bay Area is talking about. The aggressive advocates who were looking to overrule Roe for so long, they really had no idea of the consequences they might be opening up. In this case, there very well may be charges that are appropriate. For example, trying to obstruct an official proceeding of Congress, right? That is unlawful. This is KCBS In-Depth. Fans of the Oakland A's are still trying to make sense of the bombshell announcement earlier this month that the team has entered an agreement to purchase land for a new ballpark in Las Vegas. It's a decision that could be the final nail in the coffin of those torturous negotiations between the city of Oakland and the team to find a new home locally. And if that is the case, it'll also spell the beginning of the end for the last major league sports team that's still playing in the city. Welcome to KCBS In-Depth, broadcasting throughout the Bay Area and streaming on the Odyssey app. I'm Keith Manconi. Oakland is many things. A gleaming jewel of scenic parks and bustling streets, a hub of culture and arts, a proving ground for activists. But do not forget one of its most important identities, a fiercely loyal sports town. And so, this is yet another moment in the city's history where that loyalty has been pitted against a crushing decision from a team's ownership pack up and leave. In just the past few years, the city has had to say goodbye to the Raiders and the Warriors, and now this could be strike three. We heard the full range of fan emotions when KCBS spoke with longtime A's fan Craig Stewart shortly after the news of the Vegas deal broke. It'll be sad to see them go, especially me being a homegrown kid that grew up watching the team and and was passionate about the team, and that got me into Little League. But uh Again, it's just sad when we can't have we can't keep a sports team no matter what sport it is here. So why can't Oakland seem to keep its sports teams? Well, it turns out there is a long, tangled history to that question going back decades. And luckily, two Bay Area sports insiders have just written a book laying it all out. That book is Goodbye Oakland, Winning, Wanderlust, and a Sports Town's Fight for Survival. And we have one of its authors with us right now, Andy Dolish. He's a sports business consultant who's worked in the A's front office for over a decade, then went on to serve in executive roles for the Warriors and the 49ers, among a number of other roles in a decade-spanning career. Uh, so a lot of perspective to share here. Andy Dolish, welcome to the program. Uh, Holly and Keith, it's a pleasure to be with you to talk about something that isn't a pleasure to talk about. 
Well, and you uh, just teed me up to introduce uh, our, our second contestant in this sad go-around. That would be uh, Holly Kwan, the uh, KCBS anchor. You're going to be wearing a couple of other uh, hats in this conversation as well, Holly, both the hat of jilted A's fan and uh, the hat of Oakland taxpayer, somebody who lives in Oakland. Uh, I guess my first question for you, Holly, is uh, to the one of you that is the Oakland A's fan. How are you feeling right now, Holly? As a fan, I came to terms with the team possibly leaving a long time ago. So um, as Roman Roy said in succession recently, I pre-grieved. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it still hurts. It, yeah. it still hurts. And But but as an Oakland taxpayer, I understand um, the fiscal responsibility that is going on and, and the fact that the team has, um, well, the, the city has gone through a lot. In its history, and this is a lot of what Andy, you know, talks about in the book, is you know how this particular city has uh, had a history of teams, you know, loving them and then them leaving. Uh, yeah, and uh, Andy, I think that you and your co-author uh, encapsulated that feeling very well, and we should say real quick that your uh, co-author is renowned Bay Area sports writer Dave Newhouse, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today. Uh, but you and him uh, captured that sentiment really well in the line that you wrote, quote, Oakland is America's most abused sports city. And I'm sure folks are feeling more so that way uh, than ever this week. It is a kick to various body parts. We won't go into all of them, mm. uh, but your breath is knocked out. And uh, this has been a decades-long circumstance in Oakland with various teams. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred gave the A's permission to look two years ago. So was this a surprise announcement? I guess it was a surprise to Mayor Sheng Tao, uh, but it wasn't a surprise to me. What was surprising is that our book debuted on April 11th, and this announcement came out a few days later. Uh, John Fisher is the greatest PR person that this book could ever have. <laughs> yeah, talking there about uh, the A's owner, John Fisher, a name that I'm sure is going to come up a lot more in this conversation. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, bouncing off that point, I heard that one of your early uh, book signings was uh, very well attended. So it was standing room only, and it might have had more people than the A's Cleveland Guardians game of whenever it was. Oh, ouch. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so plenty of uh, shade to be thrown in this conversation, and uh, we're going to be going in a lot of different directions as we uh, continue this conversation, looking to the future, looking to the past, trying to get a handle on exactly how it is that we got here in Oakland. Um, I, I, I suppose we should first, though, get the facts on the table, Holly, because uh, so much has happened over the uh, past week and a half or so. If you could, just uh, run us through the highlights. Uh, what should folks who haven't been following the blow-by-blow -blow know about uh, the Oakland A's and Oakland and what we've learned over the past week and a half? It's going to take a while before the sting of the A's latest announcement fades. The A's were looking to build a new stadium. They looked at Laney College, a parking lot there. That was pushback from the community. And then Howard Terminal Project was this massive multi-billion dollar development deal which a waterfront stadium was just part of the package. This was really about offices and shops and housing that would have been paid for by the A's, but the city would have had to put up hundreds of millions of dollars for infrastructure improvements. And remember, this is down by a working port with a lot of truck traffic and rail tracks, and that's what the city thought it was still negotiating over when the call came in to Mayor Shang Tao that the team had signed a deal elsewhere. I can tell you we were in mid-negotiations meeting every single day since last week, right? Because we were very close 
to closing it. And then I get a call at 6 p.m. yesterday saying they have a land deal. So I'll allow for you to decide who's at fault. Now she was not mincing words when she talked about the A's not playing fair, although she's willing to listen if the A's came back to the table. But for now, it looks like the A's have a deal to build in Vegas. Now, if you look at the Nevada media, it's not a done deal. It's not all hunky-dory. The A's still want $500 million in taxpayer dollars to pay for infrastructure improvements. But despite this being an ongoing threat in Oakland that the A's would leave, Oakland is not unique. It just feels like it. And that's why this new book by Andy Dolish and Dave Newhouse, The Goodbye Oakland, Winning Wanderlust and a Sports Town's Fight for Survival, is so heartbreaking yeah. For me, as an A's fan and as a, a t- taxpayer and someone who just simply loves baseball, been down this road before. Yeah, yeah, and and this doesn't necessarily mean it. You know, all hope is lost because everybody sort of feels that way and they're right. talking that way. Yeah. But if I hear Andy correctly, it may not be that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's especially striking, and the, your your book, Andy, gives a good sense of this. Because this is a town where people are incredibly passionate about their sports. They're loyal in a way that you you just don't see uh, really anywhere else. Maybe you could start us off by talking a little bit about what makes Oakland unique as a sports town. When I first moved here at the end of 1980 when I was hired by the Haas family, and incidentally, just a number, the Haas family bought the Oakland A's from Charlie Finley, who was taking the team out of town. They were going. They were gone to Denver. Um, I don't think they went. Uh, So this comes back uh, in the discussion, and I was amazed. I had never been out here. Like, where did you get this Lake Merritt? Um, How did you build uh, Montclair and Piedmont? Uh, What about this Jack London Square thing and the water? How beautiful it is that people with real money live in Oakland so they can look at San Francisco. (laughs) And um, the theaters, all of the incredible positive nature, Oakland is a gutty, gritty town, and I say that in the most positive sense. But over time, it's had a high level of low self-esteem, in my view, for no good reason. I was absolutely enthusiastic to come here, and the A's had reached a nadir at that time. No season tickets. Holly was only 12 years old at that time, I think. No season tickets, no sponsorships, no radio, no nothing. And in a year later, we created Billy Ball and had massive crowds at the Coliseum. So what can be done, what has been done, can be done. You worked with the, well, the Haas family hired you. Correct. And, and I'm curious as to what makes good ownership. Uh, it's really simple, uh, ladies and gentlemen, teamwork, leadership, and trust. If you take those three elements, and it doesn't have to just be sports, it could be any area of business. And if you analyze Oakland over the last few years, they don't have all three, not even close. And that needs to be team ownership, the league, the business community, the fans, the media community. What you need is a commitment, and the Haas has had it. We are private owners. These teams are all owned privately. But we believe you, the fans, own it with your hearts, minds, and souls. And that's what Walter Haas, Wally Haas, and Roy Eisenhart basically infused in all of us, and it made literally an overnight difference. What is it then that you think um, owners these days, and whether it is the, the Fishers now, don't understand about um, a team being more than just 
a product or something to be owned. It is it is a, a part of the fabric of a community. It is, it is part of a culture. Uh, Holly and Keith, um, can you play back those in-depth interviews that you've had with John Fisher over the last 18 years explaining his theory and strategy? Oh, wait, to... we can't. Oh, that's right. You can't because he's never once, not one time in 18 years, talked to the general public, uh, talked to the media, or talked to his fan base. And incidentally, 78 million A's fans have come through the turnstiles at the Coliseum since they played their first game. 78 million. So don't worry about the unsat seats that you see now. Think about that there were no seats. So who knows what John is thinking? What... Um, what I've always looked at is sports teams, especially the Coliseum, they represent the town square of the community where people of every part can get together and not care who they are and love their team. They might have a difference of opinion if the, another team is sitting next to them, but that town square aspect is what quality owners understand and what those that are just looking to increase their net asset appreciation, they don't get it. All right. Well, a lot more to dig into in this conversation. Real quick, for anybody just joining us, this is KCBS In-Depth. I'm Keith Manconi, joined by KCBS anchor Holly Kwan. Today, with the A's apparently headed for the door out of Oakland, we're trying to make sense of it all with Bay Area sports insider Andy Dolish, who just co-wrote a new book called Goodbye Oakland, Winning Wanderlust and a Sports Town's Fight for Survival. And it has been a long fight spanning the decades. Really, this is just the latest chapter, it, whether we're talking about the, the Raiders, there was... Uh, a going and a coming and a going and a coming, or, or whether we're talking about the, <laughs> the, the Warriors. Uh, this is a, a story that has had many chapters to it, um, and part of why you say that Oakland, and, and other people have said that Oakland is one of the most disrespected sports town towns in uh, the country. Um, to help us understand what's happening now, you're, you're, you're somebody with such a, a deep insight as uh, somebody who's worked in uh, the front office at so many sports organizations around the Bay Area, um, to help us understand what's happening now, maybe you could shed some insight on the the history that we're coming from. Where would you point us in terms of uh, the history of Bay Area sports to understand the course that Oakland has been treading? Well, first of all, a lot of people don't understand the Bay Area. They live in their little communities. You know, where is Marin County, right, when people <laughs> first come here? Or the yeah. new weather person goes... And the temperature in San Rafael is 82 degrees. Uh, where is the Silicon Valley? It's a big place. This has so much strength. It's the sixth or seventh most significant economic engine in the United States. It is not just Oakland or San Francisco or San Jose or Danville. It's the whole area. And Oakland hasn't, in my view, done a good enough job having people understand that we're part of that. There were many, there were several years, I shouldn't say many, but in the late 80s when the Giants and the A's were really successful, um, we outdrew the 6.5 million people in the market. Really? You, really, and you'd go, what? And there were several years in there, Keith, that combined the A's and the Giants, not in the same year, outdrew Los Angeles, outdrew Chicago, outdrew New York. And if you said that, that's not right. You made that up. Well, go look at the records. We didn't make it up. Um, you look at the diversity of this market, and this is driving me crazy now. 
There's no more diverse city that stands for quality and working through problems than Oakland or the Bay Area. Nothing against Neonville, but not even close in terms of diversity. You know, the diversity is the number of games that you can play and the way that you can lose your money, but not what that community means. You Does Oakland need to change? I mean, you said that, that they had suffered from low self-esteem and, and 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 i grew up in oakland so i you know i know what you mean but but like the raiders were were such a, a a source of pride and and the a's were and i just you know i wonder whether or not um you know what are we i don't know if it's we meaning fans or we meaning cities um or even other cities around the country what are we doing wrong <laughs> are you, holly are you asking is it me or is it them is it them or is it me yeah exactly you it, what is missing and let's take our friends across the bay the san francisco giants they were gone they were going to tampa mm-hmm. in the 80s right, right what happened mayor willie brown said no that's not happening uh peter of safeway comes in mcgowan puts together a great management team larry bear pat gallagher a whole bunch of other people right and they go uh we're not going and look at what they've done look at what they built um you look at the baltimore orioles and what mayor donald schaefer did to create that wonderful park you look at what kevin johnson has done you know maybe we shouldn't talk about the kings but build a beautiful golden one center So back to my point, teamwork, leadership, and trust. Who's the voice of leadership in Oakland? You tell me, quick, three seconds. Uh, Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that answer. Um, The team sitting at the table. When is the last meeting that Rob Manfred, John Fisher, Libby Schaff, or Sheng Tao, and the leading business people in Oakland sat in a room for hours and talked about a coherent long-term strategy to keep the team here? I think the answer to that question is never. Mm-hmm. And that is inexcusable to those 78 million fans that walk through the turnstiles. Well, you mentioned Rob Manfred and he, uh, baseball commissioner, uh, and he has been sounding off in recent days uh, since the news of the uh, Las Vegas deal broke. He said, uh, quote, uh, we have shown an unbelievable commitment to the fans of Oakland by exhausting every possible opportunity to try to get something done in Oakland. Unfortunately, the government doesn't seem to have the will to get it done, end quote. And I think that there are probably a lot of Oakland residents that would be sympathetic to that charge that he's leveling against uh, the local leadership, that they should have done more to seal the deal, at least, you know, based on the the Twitter and uh, social media posts that I'm seeing from Oaklanders. Uh, is, is, is there anything to that, that the city has some onus in this? Of course, uh, because of those entities that we've already talked about. Absolutely. And the conflicting circumstance between the county and the city. That was very complicated over a long period of time. Um, I went through it in Memphis. We had Shelby County in Memphis in order to build our new arena, which is a pretty darn good place called FedEx Forum, but we had a business leader. Oakland had a gentleman named Cornell Meyer in the 80s who basically could galvanize the community. If they had a problem, Kaiser Aluminum and Chemical, he was the guy and he'd bring other people in. Oakland doesn't have that or they haven't found it yet. And in terms of Commissioner Manfred, Baseball has done everything in their power to keep the A's here. Uh, I'm not going to talk in any kind of negative language. I would just disagree vehemently with that because you're going to leave the sixth most significant marketplace in the country to the 38th. You're going to leave diversity, which baseball craves today, to move to a marketplace 
that isn't diverse, you're going to move to a marketplace that has a lot of other pro sports teams in there now, and you're going to be happy to play in a stadium in 2027. Where are you playing in between now, if they lose their lease in 24, where are you playing? Ladies and gentlemen, the temperature at first pitch at the Aviators ballpark is 115, but it feels like 122. If I'm a Major League Baseball pitcher earning any kind of money, I ain't throwing a pitch in that circumstance. So that's a whole other unfinished part of this saga of what I call the USS Groundhog Day and the Bermuda Triangle cruise to a new ballpark someplace. I, I wondered about that, too. Where are they going to play? And, and, and they could move the uh, AAA team out and, and play in that particular stadium, you know, and, and use the time to build their local fan base. Um, but, you know, like you said, I mean, sometimes I wonder, did, they re- did anybody really think this through? Uh, well, yes, a lot of people thought it through, as they do in every way and uh, every walk of life. And then you'd scratch your head and go, mm, that wasn't exactly the most brilliant solution. Um, your lease is coming up. You didn't need to make this decision right now with the A's. They still had several months. And you have Howard Terminal in this massive vision of a $12 billion new urban ballpark city. Um, no, they didn't think it through. Um, they didn't look at what the NBA is probably going to do in the next year, which is to expand to Las Vegas, the success. And nor did they think that Mark Davis would come out last I know, week and I know. say, how dare you move to my city? Like, what? Your city? Now it's your city? You I just think. got there. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, calm down. There's lots of competition there. And I like to say um, it's a working person's town, service industry. People go to work at 9 and they come back at 5. They go to work at 9 p.m. and they come back at 5 a.m. working in the casinos. Um, They have their challenges economically um, in terms of big businesses supporting it. And nine football games? Hi, I'm freezing my butt off in Buffalo or Minnesota. Hey, guys, let's go see a game in Las Vegas. Let's have a great weekend. Not a problem. 81 baseball Mm -hmm. games against a team that is underperforming now, the A's. How long is it going to take you to turn that team around? In Vegas, if you're not a winner, you're in the club outside around the bar downstairs. So you better be able to compete right away when you come in. And remember, Dave Cavill said publicly. He's President Dave Cavill, yep. We found our place. It's the Peralta College parking lot, uh, except Peralta College didn't basically have a deal with the A's. Right, right. And also, Dave said, we found it. We're 2021. We got a deal at Howard Terminal. We're playing our first game in 23, and then COVID hits, and that was the end of that. Thinking about 2027, uh, in today's world of nanosecond decisions, um, are they selling season tickets today in Las Vegas? No. Are they selling sponsorships? Who is their naming rights partner to their building? No, no, and no. So that's why I take the position that just calm down a second. John Fisher's owned this team for 18 years. They've, they've been at other locations, Cisco Field, uh, Victory Court, and haven't done anything. Even though they have this land deal, they haven't put heavy equipment in the ground digging up stuff for a $1.5 billion dome stadium. Right. Well, and that's why there's still some question in the air whether or not uh, the A's are really headed out of Oakland. And uh, 
Uh, we're going to find out more in the coming weeks, I'm sure, uh, and talk more about the future of sports in Oakland in just a second. But uh, real quick, again, for anybody just joining us, this is KCBS In-Depth, your weekly deep dive into the events and trends shaping life in the Bay Area and beyond. I'm Keith Menconi, joined by the long-suffering A's fan and KCBS anchor, Holly Kwan. Uh, and of course, misery loves company, so we're talking through our feelings and the good, the bad, and the ugly of Oakland sports history with sports business consultant Andy Dolish, who just co-wrote a new book, Goodbye Oakland, Winning Wanderlust, and A Sports Town's Fight for Survival. So in thinking through the relationship between cities and the business of sports. I want to bring in another quote. This is from uh, Roger Knoll, who is a economist at Stanford, uh, tells us a lot of what we need to know about the business of uh, sports here at KCBS. He was quoted recently as saying, um, I believe they're gone. The bottom line, uh, it's talking about the A's there, uh, the bottom line to it is that neither Oakland nor Alameda County can afford a half billion dollars or more to subsidize a sports team. Is that what it comes down to at this point, this idea that there's a, a little bit of a race to the bottom going on right now? You know, if if Oakland or if Alameda County won't pay that money, some locality will. And whether or not the whatever billionaire owns the team, whether or not they have the money or not, they can expect someone somewhere to shell out. It's happening all over the world, and it's now global sports. You see uh, American billionaires buying teams in soccer around mm-hmm. the world. You see international investors looking at professional sports here because the world is a ball and it brings people together as we talked about before in this town square the fluid that flows through the veins of sports and every other business the color is green you mentioned succession before Uh it's green now can oakland do this deal uh with money in their bank account the answer is absolutely not but could private investors do that if john fisher sold this team to someone else who cared about Oakland, who cared about the fans, who understood that the Coliseum is the place to go, then they could move down that path. But John refuses to sell the team. It's his right. He's going to see his asset value double if he goes to Las Vegas. But how long is it going to be until they're successful? Because he doesn't have a team that can perform right now. And you don't turn that like a light switch and start winning games when you have the worst record in baseball right now. So... You talked about the, 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 the color is green. You know, fans, A's fans bleed green and gold. Ownership, you know, just bleeds green. <laughs> and, you know, so do fans they have to... They capture the gold, but they just, yeah, right. Do they have to, do, as a fan, do you have to reboot your loyalties? Do you have to rethink how devoted you're going to be to a team, to a player, to, to sports? When you look at, um, like you said, the, the business of owning a team and cities that either have lost teams in the past or are in the position to potentially lose teams in the future. Yeah. The Warriors went across the bay after selling out 364 straight games. The Raiders are sold out with the greatest cast of characters in history in the black hole. Yeah, we're going someplace else. The A's have proven, as I talked about earlier, that they could draw significant crowds, 2.5, 2.7, 2.9 million Um, with the right way of doing things. I give A's fans incredible uh, credit because they just said, you want us, John Fisher, to put money in your pocket and you've destroyed our asset? It'd be like having a restaurant, which you never knew if it was open. You never knew what the food was going to be. The service was terrible, but they charged you $36 to park. They said, screw it. 
we're not doing it. Now this sort of reverse boycott that's, right. that's, that's come about. All these reports. So on fine, that, you yeah. have 50,000 people at a game, puts money in John Fisher's pocket. What does it really prove? My view is what it proves is the incredible fan avidity by those people saying, I'm not doing this because you've wrecked what means so much to my family, right, Holly? Right. This isn't just one person. This is grandparents, parents, their kids, Little League. I'm so proud. We built 10 Little League fields over time with the Haases. You know, the tree house, wonderful. Let's have a drink, uh, you know, millennial, um, you know, mambo. That's not what you're talking about. You're talking about the heart, mind, and soul of a community that may be without any of their pro sports teams, never to see those teams in any of those leagues come back again. That rips your guts out. Yeah, well, that's a powerful note to end this conversation on. Uh, but unfortunately, the way that a lot of people are feeling at, uh, at this point. So we're going to have to find another way to keep the uh, Oakland sports fandom alive. And I think Holly will be uh, on the vanguard for that movement. So uh, we'll be hearing more about it on the KCBS airwaves. For now, we're going to have to sign off, though. Uh, thank you, first of all, to beleaguered A's fan <laughs> Holly Kwan and KCBS anchor. Thank you so much, Holly. Of course, always. And thanks again to Andy Dolish. He's a sports business consultant, served in the executive roles uh, for the A's, the Warriors, the 49ers over many decades. His new book is Goodbye Oakland, Winning Wanderlust and a Sports Town's Fight for Survival. Andy Dolish, thanks to you as well. You're welcome. I would just say this last piece. Uh, we're going into extra innings. The game isn't over. And I think it's time for Oaklanders to fight. And I don't mean that literally, but I mean to band together to organize and to show baseball, John Fisher, the elected officials, that we're not losing the third team and it will be hello Oakland, not goodbye Oakland. There we go. Well, you, you, you have a, a new book waiting to be written right there. <laughs> and I'd love to end a show with a call to action, so uh, we'll leave it on that call to action. Thank you all for listening. For KCBS and In Depth, I'm Keith Menconi. Stay safe, be well. Talk again next week. You've been listening to KCBS In-Depth. Get every episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Visit kcbsradio.com for more news and interviews. We are the Bay Area's news station, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 